When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's poppin' y'all? It's your girl, Callie, and I just jumped off the porch with a dirty glove bastard. Period. Yeah, he have it for real, but won't give it up. Put this cake in his face just to shut him up. Got him telling his friends that he... All right, so we have Callie, the Callie. You look so freaking pretty. Anyways, but we have the Callie off the porch with us today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm ready. I know we had a crazy year in 2020, but how were you able to stay motivated creatively? I just, I just knew what the goal was. Like, I just knew I wanted to see myself. So just got to stay focused. Like, you know, remember what the end, the end goal is and just don't let nothing like get me down. Now, what was life like for you growing up in North Atlanta? Well, I grew up in North Georgia, but it was more like, I don't know, I had strict parents, so rapping was like, mm, are you sure you want to do music? You want to do any of that? I played soccer, so like, that was the focus. Like, I swear that was going to be my, I was going to be a professional soccer player, and y'all was going to see me on the World Cup. Like, that was my dream. But the more I started, like, to get through school, I was like, nah, that's not, that's not for me. Like, I want to do music, I want to do stuff like that. So. Growing up, I just kind of had to separate myself from like, tell my family like, this is what I'm going to be doing. So either get with it or I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So did they eventually just like give in and was like, this is what she wants to do. So we got to support it. <laughs> it, didn't t it took till now. Oh, wow. So like, yeah, it took to cease stuff turning, like, see stuff working. But it's always like that. It's not just family. Like, people, it's always like that for people. Like, you know, people got to see what the, what it looked like. Okay, it's working, so I'm going to hop on. But, like, yeah, that's basically shit. I mean. <laughs> that's so true. It's like whenever you want to pursue something in the creative field and you don't want to go, like, the high school, college, and get your degree, like, the normal yeah. route is always looked down upon until you yeah. actually make it. Because it's not, it's not, I mean, I understand it's not guaranteed, you know? People just want, you know, some stability, like, for you, for your child or whatever, for your friend to be just stable, but I got to take chances. <laughs> Now, I was reading your bio and I saw that you moved around a lot. So like California, Indiana and Texas, which state did you like the best? 
Uh, I like Atlanta the best. Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Cali, but like when I moved back, like as a teenager and stuff, like the vibes was not there for me. Like I just feel like Atlanta is like everybody's down to work with you. Like they down just be like it's just good vibes. Like everybody's just creative, and, you know, trying to get to that next point too. And in California, they be acting like they just can't. Everybody just feel like they somebody, and I just will not be like that. I don't like that. You know, you go somewhere, you want to talk to people like, oh, you know, what you doing? Like, I do this too. Like, let's leave. And they not like that. Probably not everybody, but the folks I met, nah. So I had to move back to Atlanta. I will say I just moved here from Texas, yeah. and the networking is crazy. Like, you literally could be out to eat, and yeah. somebody will walk up to you, and next thing you know, like, boom, y'all about to have a whole business plan. Exactly. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> And who were you listening to growing up? I was listening to Nikki. Who didn't listen to Nikki? But I listened to Nikki, Missy Elliott. Like, them was my two go-tos, you know? I like a lot of female artists and stuff, but them was my main two. Like, yeah. I think, like you said, I think just about everybody's favorite rapper, like, is Nikki. <laughs> I mean, if you're not liking Nikki, then I don't know what's... She's Nikki. <laughs> now, what would you say is one of the biggest life lessons that you've learned? Um, that you just got to do what you love and do what you want to do and just don't let nobody stop you. Yeah, stick to, stick to your plan, not everybody else's plan. Now, I am finna get in your business a little bit. <laughs> so before rap, like right, right before you started pursuing your rap career, what were you doing? I was... I was rapping. <laughs> oh, so you've always, this always been you. Yeah, like, it's not like this just started like a year ago. Like, I've been rapping 10, 11, 12, 13. Like, it may have stopped a little bit, but like, I was still, that's always been the goal. Like, you know, so I, if I wasn't rapping, I was modeling or something or trying to be around people that make music. So, you know, I could tell that, hey, like, I make music. What I got to do? What's the next step for mm -hmm. me to get my music career popping? So, yeah, I always, I just always been doing music. Now, in order for you to get to where you are now, what would you say are some distractions that you had to cut out? Distractions. Niggas. <laughs> for real. Oh They're like, like the for biggest real. distractions. Yeah, hey, they are. I mean, they always want to, you know, tell you what they can do for you, and then it, ain't, it don't be that. So, yes, you had to stop listening to niggas. Especially if you're a female, don't listen to these niggas. They don't know what they're talking about. Especially if you want to do what you got to do. It's always they feel this type of way about what you're doing or what you feel like you need to do. It's not what they, it's not the look they're going for. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to cuss too much, but yeah, just <laughs> F them. I was really going to ask you, like, with you being a female artist and trying to date, is it like an absolute no? What you mean? As far as like, you know, like you said, like some dudes, they might be a little insecure because you are a rapper and, you know, you're probably around a lot of rappers. So is it like kind of hard for you to really just like date like you want to? I mean... I'm, that's not even my focus. Like, I'm yeah. being honest. Like, I be around a lot around. I mean, I be around a lot of like rappers, a lot mm -hmm. of niggas and stuff. But like, they, I don't even be paying attention to that half the time. I be with my best friend. Like, we be in our own world. Like, girl, let's go get some hookah or let's do like. We not worried about them. Like, we got our own stuff, got our own money. We not worried about none of that. So I can't 
when I'm ready to like get into dating and seeing stuff like that, then I'm gonna think about that. But I'm just focused on my career. I love that. Yeah. And going back to Atlanta, in your perspective, how would you describe the current music scene out here? Lit. <laughs> I feel like everybody music fire. Like they just in their own lane. Like I feel like Atlanta is like the hub of good music. Like great artists, great everything. So I just think it's lit out here. Yeah. Do you feel like Atlanta shows love to their underground music scene? I would, I would say so. Yeah, from what I've experienced, like, you know, being around a lot of DJs and stuff, like, they show me love, like, going to the clubs and stuff, playing, spinning my records. So, yeah, I would say that Atlanta be showing love for sure. Now, how exactly did pursuing a rap career come about for you? Um, me and my best friend, when we was little, we used to be in a room. And we used to be like watching like the Nicki rap videos and battles and stuff like that. And we like, we could do this. Like this is easy. So we would just come up with little raps in our in my bedroom and just record ourselves. Like even if it sounds crazy, one time we was in front of my little um, Mac computer and we was like freestyling for three minutes straight. Like I swear we was like nine years old. And I was like, okay. We was writing songs, I was recording them, everything. And then I just told my best friend, like, I think I can, since we said we could do this, I think I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna do this. And she was like, okay, bet, let's do it. So yeah, that's how that happened. When would you say you finally decided, like, man, I'm finna take this serious and just pursue it? Um, so I had went on the show Rhythm and Flow, like the first like episode or whatever. And I had sat in a room for like 12 hours. Like I had did like several auditions before they had flew me to do the like in-person audition and stuff. And I was sitting there, everybody was so talented, super dope. I had met some cool people and they kept interviewing me like, okay, you almost up next. Like I kept hearing I'm up next, I'm up next to go do it live in front of the judges. And like, it got super late. I never got to go in front of the judges. Like I was just sitting in the room so that was like a bummer, like, you know, it was my first time like coming out like, okay, I'm gonna do this rap thing like in front of people, like this is my time. And I didn't get that chance. So it kind of like, at first it discouraged me, but then the people that I met there, they was like, you're dope. Like you just start making music and put it out and see what people do. So when I went home, I found a, um, a producer and I recorded my first song and I put it on Twitter and that whole went viral. So I was like, okay. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah, it's up. If it's going viral first song, yeah, that's... Yeah, got to. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I want to talk hip hop with you. So first and foremost, I want to ask you, what is your perspective on today's hip hop scene overall? I mean, I think that females is taking over. So that's dope. Like. I think that I really don't like when people will be telling us that we all sound just like or we like talk the same because, you know, it's music, you know? I just feel like I like the whole female movement and it needs to stay like that. <laughs> yeah. It's the empowerment for me. Yeah. And as a woman, how are you able to navigate through the industry without getting your emotions involved? 
just like I said, just focus on what the goal is. Like, and if you get your emotions involved and you start to see that it's not getting you nowhere, then that just means you need to date it and just continue focusing on what the goal is at the end, you know, what you want to see with yourself. So that's what I think about. So I feel like social media really criticizes the hell out of black female rappers from what they wear to how they, how they carry themselves, what they rap about, how they talk. What's your perspective on that? Mm, I would say, I mean, I don't be paying attention to it. Like I, yeah. when I say I be in my own world, I really, like, I really do be in my own world. I mean, I see, you know, how, um, comments and stuff like with people be like, oh, you know, she's darker tone. If she did, if she did this or if she was light skinned, she would be up and all kinds of stuff. Like I really don't pay attention to that because, you know, either way, I'm still I'm still popping my my shit. So it just is what it is, you know, in my own world. If you could change a few things within the industry within the way that the music industry handles women, what would it be? Stop comparing everybody to the next, stop comparing the one female artist to the next female artist. Cause I promise you, we is not thinking about, I'm not going into the studio, like I'm gonna make a song like this girl. Like we're not doing that. We really just like being ourselves, you know what I mean? So I just really hate to see that like, oh, she trying to sound like, or she stole this flow, or she, she want to look like this. And this person just did this look like, we're not even thinking about that. We just want to get y'all good music and pop our shit, you know? So stop comparing everybody to the next person. Yeah. And I would also like to say that I really noticed with female rappers is that a lot of people try to push the like friends on each other. Like it's like they try to say, oh, she's a hater because she doesn't want to work with this person or yeah. she's a hater. And I'm like, OK, let's get realistic. Not everybody has to be friends. Not right. everybody will vibe and that's OK. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you don't, I mean, with me, I don't know a lot of the female, you know, rappers and stuff. I'm just now meeting them. So I wouldn't say like, we're like besties or anything, but like, if I'm willing to work with anybody, you know what I mean? Or anybody that sounds good, you know, that I feel like it's a good look for me. So that's just how it be. Like, it's not, I don't, I don't think we got to be best friends. Just yeah. like, as long as it's a good vibe. Now, getting into your personality, listening to your music, you are so free-spirited. You are a free-spirited mm -hmm. bad bitch. Where right. does all of that confidence come from? I mean, it took a lot to get there, I'm not gonna lie. But it just comes from, you know, how I see, you know, how I dealt with my family and stuff like that, or like friends and losing friends and stuff like that. Just kind of, like I said, just being, I just be in my own world and just, do what I want to do, so nobody can't tell me nothing. Because at the end of the day, it's working for me. So if it's working for me, I really don't care if it's working for you. Because I'm not you. <laughs> now, what would you say it takes for one to really build that confidence to where no, nobody or anything can shake you? You just got to tap into yourself. What do you want? What you want? Yo, you know, what you want people to, how you want people to see you? Like, if you love yourself, then that's how people gonna see you. It's just how you want to be portrayed or like how you see yourself. So I would just say, lock in with yourself. Yeah. So when I first heard you, it was with Ken the Man, you and Ken the Man fucking with me. Yeah. And I will say, that's my shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is my song. So how did you guys come about to work together? So I met Ken on Rhythm and Flow. 
That was, she was one of the people that I stayed in contact with and was like, you need to drop some music. So she pushed me to make my first song or whatever. And after that, we've been like family since then. Like We actually became like real close friends. Like She like a big sister to me. So I went to spend Thanksgiving with her because my mom stays in Houston. She's mm -hmm. from Houston. So like they live right by each other. So I was like, OK, I went to her house for Thanksgiving just to chill after I spent time with my family and we was just writing. We was like, okay, we gonna first we was like, we make we gonna make a freestyle. I think too it was a Doja Cat song. And then we was like, nah, we need some original shit. Like we need to make this whole hard. So then we just started like rapping and she was like, okay, we finna go set up a studio time right now and we going and we just went to go record that whole the same day, Thanksgiving day. I think it was like two thousand nineteen. Yeah, 2019. I saw the snippet. It was like a snippet of y'all in the studio. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh my God. I kept commenting under this stuff. Yeah. Like, when are y'all dropping this? When yes. are y'all dropping this? Yeah. That was, that's one of my favorite songs. How would you say the chemistry with y'all two together is? It's just natural. That's my bitch. So she'd be pushing, be like, if something don't sound right, she'd be like, uh, you need to say that over. Say it right. Like, I need to feel it. And I'll do the same for her. Like, you know, we just be helping each other. Like, it's just natural. It's just organic. You know what I mean? So we always going to make good music together. Yeah. Now, with your recent drop, This Why They Mad, what was the creative process like with this album? So my, um, I had a tape out before that tape and it got taken down. And it was just like a whole bunch of like extra business stuff that needed to be taken care of that wasn't taken care of. So it got taken down. And I was really hurt. Like I was like, dang, I worked hard on that first that first tape. This is what I was giving the world. But after that, I didn't stop I stopped making music for like two months because I was down, obviously. My friend best friend was like, um, you need to get in the studio. What are you doing? Like you forgetting what the goal is. Like, she was like, no, you need to get up to go to the studio. You need to start writing. So that's what I did. I went and I started writing. We was in the studio like almost every day. And we was, we'd be in our house and we'd be like, yeah, this is why I'm supposed to be mad. Cause you girl, you popping your shit, da da da. And she was like, that's the out, that's the tape name. This why they mad. I was like, yeah. We was running around the house like, ah, oh, we got it. Cause we couldn't figure it out. But yeah, that's how that came. And what would you say really inspired the title? Oh, folks being mad. <laughs> folks being mad, mad folks. That's why my tape got taken down, because folks were mad. And now I made them more mad, because I didn't stop. I didn't stop. So now I know they're, they're still mad. So that might be the next tape name. Still mad, but um, yeah. <laughs> That's you know what, I, I actually really like that, still mad. That's why they still mad, yeah. Are you still mad? Right. Now we gotta talk about do a bitch because baby, yeah. them numbers, <laughs> listen. What was the inspiration behind that song? It was the first song that I had wrote since I was like in a little funk for like a couple months, you know? And I had found the beat to the song. I had found in my email, I didn't have no beats in my notes or nothing. I was looking for beats. I was like, damn, like where the fuck do I find beats at? Don't want to go on YouTube, like, you know. So I had went through, a bunch of producers had been sending me beats, and I found this one kid that just kept emailing me. Like, he just really kept emailing me. He would not stop. So I went to go look at his beat. First beat I chose, it was that beat. And I was like, dang, I should have been looked at my email, because this hoe is hard. And after that, it, it just came out naturally. Like, I, I told my friend, I mean, I told my best friend, she right there. I told her, like, walk, when she walked in the house, I was like, I wrote a hit. Simple. <laughs> I told her. Then I said that, bro. I wrote a hit. I was like, sit down. I'm going to tell you how it goes. 
no beat on. I couldn't figure out how to put it on the beat because it was just so slow. But I was just like, yeah, I made a hit. And we went to go record it the next day. So you already knew once you like got in the booth and said the lyrics, well, wrote down your verse, it, that was it. Well, when I wrote it first, I was like, it's hit. Then I went to record it and I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't think really? I'm going to drop this. And she was like, you tripping, like you tripping. I was like, you sure? She was like, you, nah, you tripping. You need to drop that. So I just listened to her and I just dropped it. Yeah. And it's always up on TikTok. It's like the song. I've been seeing girls like using it for real, yeah. using it when they work out. Like yeah. that's the workout song. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the workout song. So did you ever think like after recording that song that it would really blow up like it is now? I, I didn't even imagine that the song would do what it's doing now. Like it's crazy. Like when I first had dropped it, I was looking at my streams. I was like, that's not right. Like, it was like 30,000, like, in 10 minutes. Like, I was like, what the hell? Like, hold on. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to make a TikTok to it. I see everybody doing TikToks and stuff. Like, I'm already on TikTok. Let me just put my music on TikTok so folks can know I, I do that. And that it went crazy. I was like, what the? I tell my manager, I'm like, no, it's doing TikTok. It's, it's going crazy. She's like, what? She's like, who is that? I'm like, girl, this is Charlie D'Amelio. <laughs> She just got on the TikTok. She like, I'm like, yeah, it's up from here because it's going crazy. Like, folks, I wouldn't even imagine was doing it. Gabrielle Union, Rico Nasty. I'm like, sheesh, my little self. And it's I just went to record this long. I wasn't even going to drop it. But yeah, bye. And speaking of Miss Rico Nasty, you guys just dropped the remix for Do A Bitch. How did that come about? Um, she just reached out. She was like, girl, I love the song. And I was like, I love you. Get on the song. Yes, open verse. Send it to you next, the next day. And she got on it. And it was just like, it was just awesome. Cause like, she's somebody I listened to when I was growing up too. Like, you know, like as a teenager and stuff. Like, she's just so like extra. And I love that about her. So I was like, okay, she, she liked me too to get on the song. It was fine. So it's all just, it feels so good to get the type of a, you know, attention that I'm getting with my music. Now, can we expect a visual for the remix with you two? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say. <laughs> I don't know yet. But I'm going to just, I know if y'all do do it, and when y'all do do it, girl, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's more, it's more to come with the remix. So, it's more to come. Now, with this album, This Is Why this why They Mad, what would you say is the message that you wanted to give to your audience? The, even if folks mad and they trying to tear you down, just don't even, don't, don't even pay attention to that. Just keep doing what you're doing. Stay in your lane, like stay where you want to be at. Just keep focusing on the end goal. I keep saying that because it's really what, what I live by. Like, just focus on the goal and just keep even if people are trying to get you down, just focus on what you want to focus on. Yeah. So we got the new EP. What else can we expect from you this year? More music, definitely more music. I just found out I'm performing at Rolling Loud, so that's awesome. Dream come true for sure, because I've been manifesting that for a long time. Um, yeah, new music, new visuals, more features to come with different artists that I love, and you know, just. Staying in my bag. Now that we are in the second quarter, what would you say is your goals as an artist for this year? Um, I would just 
keep keep dropping more music. I would just keep dropping more music, get as much visuals as I can. And yeah. Girl, we need some do a bitch merch. <laughs> oh yeah, that's coming for sure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do a bitch merch for sure. It's coming. It's coming for sure. And before we wrap up, feel free to shout out all of your people and your home team. Shout out to my bitch, my best friend Rich Nani. Come play with her. She keeps me in my bag. <laughs> For your RBU crew, Rich Bitch University, don't play with us, cause we gonna stay on the map for sure. Shout out to my manager, cause she makes shit happy. CJ, shout out to Jock, <laughs> cause he makes shit happy too. Yeah, that's my team. And yeah, we staying up. Yeah, he have it for real, but won't give it up. Put this cake in his face, just shut him up. Got him telling his friends that he was my man's. Now I'm calling my miss. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.